You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! There is no spoon, and welcome to Podcast PXN episode 160. I am one of your hosts, the perennial dating app swiper from Portland, Oregon, Christian Macias, and I'm joined over Discord today by Kentucky's number one Spartan and PXN founder, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM. Hello. The president of the Tifa Lockhart fan club. He is the Nintendo aficionado and artist extraordinaire at Roro. Hello, greetings. And if for you visual watchers, no gauge today. He is off Onyx assignment. He is playing the new God of War. Ragnarok game. <laughs> Lucky. No, he's not. He is. Uh, he's at work, and we'll be back in two weeks. But uh, we wish he was playing God of War. Tarkov, yeah. tell us. We miss you. Miss you. How's everyone doing? You're doing new good. Doing good. I'm yeah. excited to talk video games with the boys. The lads. I am too. Yes. Thank you everyone watching us live and participating in the chat just as a reminder we are live each and every wednesday at 8 p.m eastern on youtube just search podcast pxn twitch.tv slash podcast pxn and twitter as well actually that's not true i need to remove that twitter no longer bye 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 twitter bye bye sorry uh, I... shut up dude <laughs> forcing him to buy it uh i actually i have some housekeeping for you guys We've got a trailer reaction video to the Mario Bros. movie that is up on our YouTube channel and that is hosted by the Nintendo aficionado himself. Find out whether or not you agree with his, uh, his thoughts. We've also got it as a news item later today, so we can yeah, regurgitate some of those yeah. thoughts here on the show. Uh, and then the links to everything, as always, up on our website, podcastpxn.wixsite.com slash podcastpxn. Links below, whatever. Folks, the topic of the show this week is Into the MetaQuestverse. But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Some quick bites, getting uh, a lot of the stuff out of the way super quickly, as best we can. God War Ragnarok has gone gold. Congratulations to the team at Sony Santa Monica that launches November 9th. Quote, on behalf of SMS and all of our partners, thank you to the fans for supporting us over the course of development. We're almost, we're almost to launch. Oh, that, that does make sense. Yes, I'm sorry. We're almost to launch. I can't <laughs> wait for you to play on November 9th. That is less than a month away. And uh, yes, we are very excited as well. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be good. <laughs> By the way, we all have PS5s now on the uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> on this Let's podcast. Go. So, yeah. spoiler should... cast? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm down. I am down. Yes, we'll please. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Uh, we got a tease for something, a new Crash Bandicoot game, supposedly in the works, and announced at this year's The Game Awards. This comes from Nibel. We're looking at a picture of something that was sent somewhere. I, I don't even know. I don't know what the context is for this, but it's supposed to be a tease for an upcoming Crash Bandicoot game. It'll be announced soon. We'll see. Bro, we'll see. Are you going to play it? Am I going to play it? Yeah, you've never played one, right? <laughs> yeah, what the just fuck? Look, yeah, I have never played a Crash game before. Um, I don't know if Crash Four is the jumping on point, but maybe, maybe it is. That, um, I say something. It's it's my least favorite Crash Bandicoot game. Oh, I didn't like it that much. Hmm. Well, Whatever. I'm a hate. I'm a hater, though. What do I know? <laughs> Interesting. This is like a, a secret package that people got. It looks like, which is. Yeah, definitely a tease or uh, announcement is coming soon based on the video that I'm watching right now. 
But hopefully it's not the game words. That'd be cool. Makes sense. Very cool. Is this not like a digital thing? Is it or is it like a real is that a real box? It was a real box, I, it looks like. I guess I should have watched the YouTube video and I just gone off the pictures, but yeah, anyway. I guess we'll find out this December if a new crash game is actually on the way. But until then, you can get your hands on a new Xbox controller with a color lunar shift. And it looks pretty sexy. Scott's my tw my Twitter isn't you know, isn't opening, so I can't give you details on it. Uh, uh, let's see. It's, I am not seeing much details on it either. It just uh, just a nice looking controller. <laughs> it is a nice looking. There we go. Yeah. Just opened. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Silver it's, gold shimmer. Mm. Yeah. I like the the back of it too. It almost looks like it had like well, on the on the textured part. Mm. It's like yeah. a little like almost like crater kind of design to it. it looks nice. It's also it like, is a hot controller. It's like a little uh, gold sprinkle in there on mm -hmm. the front of it too. Mm -hmm. It's nice. Very nice. They do. Like they do a really good job with their custom controllers. Looks very yeah. good. Eat your heart out. Gray camo. <laughs> Step your game up. PlayStation. Guys, last week we were talking about Kojima teasing something. We didn't know who it was. And then shortly after we found out it was indeed L Fanning. That was the silhouetted poster face. Kojima has continued to tease something with more posters of silhouetted figures. This time a new one uh, saying, where am I? And this looks like maybe maybe that might be Mark Qualley. I don't know. Uh, but he teased like so, like a pattern. Uh, so it starts with Tokyo Game Show, who, that was his first tease, and that ended up being number one, L. And then at PAX Australia is where we got the where. Uh, but who, as to who that poster is, we don't know. Number two is all question marks. Again, that might be Mark Qualley. We don't know. And then he left space for more. I'm sorry. One, two, three more question mark areas. So there's a, a what maybe and, and more and more and more. Is it Death Stranding 2? Is it uh, Project Ocean that we talked about last week? Is it the Xbox horror game? I don't know, but I'm all on board for weird uh, unveilments <laughs> like this. I, I just love Kojima. <laughs> he has yeah. the weirdest freaking unveilings. <laughs> I love it. It is so it's so fun just to to go, uh, be brought along this ride for whatever he might be teasing. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, I'm all for it. I think he actually I don't know if this was this if this was a Kojima um, picture, but I saw uh, I think I saw a picture of the actress that was revealed. I, I already forgot her name. L L Flanning uh, in like a mo not a mocap suit, but like in a mocap studio, like doing like a super high kick. I don't know if that was with Kojima. But it mm. seemed to be attached to whatever project she was working on with him. I have to see if I could find it again. Hmm. It's actually in the replies for this tweet, actually. Kicking confirmed. Down. Yeah. Kicking confirmed in his next title. There we go. <laughs> I don't I don't see any of this when I scroll oh. down. Show this thread, maybe? No, that's a different thread. I'll just Show send more it replies. In, I'll send it in the Discord here, so in our chat. But yeah, it looks like I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he has, what he's got cooking up. <laughs> somebody put, somebody put Mike's uh, face in there from Better Call yeah. Saul slash Breaking Bad. <laughs> There's been so many. Oh, yeah, I love that one too. There's been so many that I've seen. Yeah, the Mike one is is up there. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, before I move on, I think I think Kojima Studios is really cool. Not just because of their like their weird way of, of teasing stuff, but like their studio culture seems really cool. There's uh, always like once a week. There's a picture of Kojima just. Ah oh, shit! I forgot to do timestamps. 
I mean, I started the countdown, but I, I didn't mark down when we started time stamp. <laughs> anyway, well, I'll keep moving on. But uh, yeah, there's like pictures of him like gathering the whole studio together to like watch their. They watch a movie every week. And it's like, oh, we we're we're watching this today. It's like, this is kind of sweet. Nice. That's cute. Anyway, moving on. Don't Nod has eight games in its current pipeline set for release between 2023 and 2025. Me and Ro are real excited. We're, we're going to eat some details for you. Five of those games are going to be self-published titles. One co-production with Focus. And two games with external studios, Tolima and Tiny Bull, that Don't Nod will publish. That is a lot of Don't Nod content coming your way in the next three years. Heck yeah. Hope at least one of them is a Life is Strange game or spinoff or something. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm down for anything. Like I'm trying to play an old Don't Nod game called uh, Remember Me because I've heard mixed things, oh, yeah. but I want to give it a shot. Wanna, want want more outside of Life is Strange Don't Nod in my life as well. So I'm excited for their other projects. Isn't Don't Nod, Don't Nod is making the Expanse, right? The Telltale series? I think they're working with them, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were writing, right? But it's I forget. I forget what that I was. Yeah. Too. <laughs> if only Gage were here, he's the only one that's excited. There oh, we go. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we got a look at the PlayStation Plus catalog coming for October. Uh, big lineup, some pretty big hitters uh, coming to PlayStation Plus. Vice City Definitive Edition, Dragon Quest Eleven. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Syndicate, and 3. Assassin's Creed Chronicles, China, India, Russia. Dragon Quest Builders, 1 plus 2. Dragon Quest Heroes, 1 plus 2. Inside, play Inside. Uh, the Medium, Naruto to Boruto. Hohokam, great indie game. That was a question on one of our uh, Jeopardy games that no one got. Uh, and then premium titles coming in October. Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 remastered. Limbo, play Limbo. Ultra Street Fighter 4. Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, and Everyday Shooter. Uh, there's some there's some hitters in there. PlayStation Plus continuing to grow their, their their lineup. So if you're on on the other tiers, was it extra and premium? You might want to play one of these if you haven't already. Yeah. Just wanted to also correct the previous story with the Telltale and Don't Not. It's actually Deck Nine Deck. that they're working with. That's right. Yes. yes. Which did develop a Life, a, a Life is Strange True Colors and remastered in other Life is Strange games. But we just got them mixed up with Don't Not, which developed the original one, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yep. We got there. Thank you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, I'm personally really excited about this. Among Us VR gets its finally gets its release date. It's launching November 10th on Meta and on Steam, and it's only $10. I can't, I can't wait, dude. This is going to be tons of fun. Uh, if you have a Quest or if you have a you know VR on Steam, you should pick this up. I know I will. Dan, I'm going to make you get this with me. I'm down. I'm down. We're going to tear some stuff up. I'm interested to see how like the communication works in that because um, does it have Proximity. like... Proximity. Oh, okay. It does have that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. They figured it out, Dan. They figured it out. I'm down. I'm down. Moving on. Indie developer Alexander S. is working on a body cam style game, and it looks really cool. It's an FPS. And, dude, the graphics on this are insane. Like, it, it almost looks like real life, like, when I'm just watching this on full screen. Actually, it does. Like, the way the light hits against, like, the body cam, yeah. it looks real. Can you imagine a horror game with this setting? Oh, man. Oh, God. <laughs> God. Terrible. No, this looks really cool 
and it's it's i mean it's first person but it's from like a, a slightly lower higher i guess lower perspective but i just like the body cam feel like the fisheye lens is probably what's what it's what's giving off the, the yeah. different feel of it but yeah this is really cool and it looks real which is <laughs> kind of scary but yeah it looks awesome technology is going crazy right now and like the also, shape... I... oh sorry oh please I was just saying, like, the shake of it, like, it, it does very much mimic, like, body cam footage ra rather yeah. than you looking through the eyes of the person. It is cool. Yeah. I, I totally don't remember what I was going to say, but I, I will also add that the, uh, we were talking about this during Modern Warfare 2 when the beta was out, like, the, the way you spectate players with the, hel the helmet mm. and, like, body cam. Like, that was awesome. So, like, having a game that's played like this uh, might be pretty cool. Indie de developers, I... I love you to death. You make cool stuff. So thank you. Yes. And speaking of indie developers, Garamon has joined the roster of racers and Bloodborne Cart. I, I can't wait for this one. Uh, if you enjoyed Bloodbat, Bloodban, Bloodborne PSX, <laughs> uh, get Bloodborne Cart on your radar ASAP because he's been working on this for quite some time and it looks stunning. <laughs> oh my goodness. I didn't know this was a thing. <laughs> this is yeah, great. dude. I've been real excited about this one. He's the one that did the demake for the the PlayStation One style Bloodborne, uh, but it's just it's pretty much almost one to one. Just looks like, you know like a PS One game, but like Bloodborne Cart. That, come on, come on! <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. Oh my god, <laughs> good for them, folks. We are entering the not safe for work work not safe for work porno zone all right so if you're a little sensitive to porno stories tune out for a few minutes grandma warner we're looking at you yes <laughs> also we apologize number one overwatch 2's diva shoots to the top of porn hub searches i have nothing to add to this all i know is that i've been seeing a lot of diva cosplay and diva like videos on my twitter this is just on twitter of people going absolutely feral for a supposedly more caked up version of D.Va. They're saying, that, oh, they did not nerf her butt between Overwatch 1 and 2. Her butt looks better. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't play Overwatch 2, but uh, people are going feral. And uh, so we are on Pornhub as well. My God. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to check I... this out. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to confirm or deny. I'm going to check this out. But the animation side of it is is also like the the hentai, I guess, if you will, of oh, Diva sure. is like super popular as well. Of just Overwatch in general has been like the top of the charts in like those categories. Um, I've heard, you know, I, I don't know. I've heard, my, yeah. my sources sure, tell me. Sure, sure. <laughs> so it, yeah, if Overwatch is going to be popular among the gamers, it's going to be popular among you know the <laughs> the smut watchers, I guess. For whatever reason i'm gonna i'm gonna add to like tiktok tiktok is just showing me videos of diva like in the game not doing anything crazy like right. there's like one where she's like getting out of her little her mech and she's just like i don't know wiggling around and like <laughs> immediately immediately you gotta go go to the comments because you know someone's talking about this and then well, lo and behold everyone is i saw a video yesterday of her like getting hit and she just like anime moans i'm just like well go to nope. the comments again oh god <laughs> yeah i almost did the moan too but i figured i, I probably shouldn't Oh, Diva. Just oh, go, diva. go all the way with it, Christian, you know? No, I can't. I can't be a Diva main anymore. People will call me No, you definitely now. can. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. 
this is this is probably my favorite story of the week. <laughs> Splatoon AV adult video trends in Japan after a VTuber chroma keyed the enemy's ink in Splatoon 3 with porn. And there's video God. of this. Like what a what a way to challenge yourself to get rid of all the enemy's ink by not showing porn and breaking TOS. Apparently also <laughs> Nintendo filed a claim against this as as, as they should. Uh, I'm not going to link the video anywhere or but I mean if you find it it's pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah, Nintendo uh I I didn't know that they find filed the claim but they made like a statement on their Japanese account saying that if you let me just read it real quick. Use use that violates public order and morals acts that intentionally mislead the rules of the game acts that significantly damage the value of the game or characters and the world and the acts that encourage or take advantage of them will be deleted or illegally enforced we may take measures including measures that must be a, a mistranslation uh, and they end with saying please be careful um, but yeah, essentially, if you do stuff like this, Nintendo's saying, "Hey, you can't do that to our property, and we'll take it down." Or hopefully not. Blankets. Yeah, boring. Stick in the muds. God, Nintendo. See, and normally we would be criticizing <laughs> Nintendo for going after you know people's content and stuff, but I I totally understand it in this situation. <laughs> A kids game, and yeah. Mm. Hey, it's rated E for everyone, including That's consenting true. adults. That's true. So I'm gonna say. Okay. Absolutely wild. What a story. I've I've seen some some uh, people do safe for work versions of this recently though, where there was a couple of streamers uh, that chroma key like some annoying orange videos and some other stuff that they just don't want to see because it's it's cringe or annoying, and they do safe for work versions of this. But obviously, the uh, the porn versions of this are not not welcome on Twitch, <laughs> at, yeah. or at, at Nintendo. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on to news of the week. Top of our items here is the Super Mario Bros. movie trailer thoughts. Ro, you're the one that reacted to it. Let's okay. start. Let's start with you. What do, What did All you think right. of the Mario Bros. trailer? Let's not even uh, talk about the voice yet. Okay. Okay. Let's not talk about the cast yet. I I think it looks awesome. Like the the animation. Um, the world of Mushroom Kingdom and Bowser's ship, if I guess, uh, like stomping down on the Penguin's Kingdom. That all was really, really cool. I loved watching that. And separating Bowser from Jack Black, because we're not going to talk about that yet. I think he, they're doing that character really well, like making him actually ferocious and not, you know, he, he looks like a badass, I think, in the first couple minutes that we saw. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for more. I love seeing Toad. I'm excited to see the other characters uh, show up later too. Um, but top level thoughts, I think uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see this movie when it comes out next uh, next year, April. April 4th, I think it was. But yeah. Dan, about yourself? You watch the trailer? Of course, yes. <laughs> uh, I think I echo many of the things that Rose said uh, and separating the voices and everything uh the visual style looks really great uh the animation looks fantastic uh all the effects look really cool like bowser's fire looks fantastic um yeah overall very very much anticipating this whereas before uh we got this trailer i was a little trepidatious about it but yeah i think 
I think I might be in on this now. I was in from the get-go when they announced the cast. I, I had to see this travesty. Uh, <laughs> I think it's no surprise how gorgeous it, it looks. Like, Illumination, like... I mean, we can we can dunk on the minions, but, like, at least their movies visually look really good. And for whatever reason, like, this looks like... This has, like, actual art style, like, at every turn. Like, the Mushroom Kingdom looks gorgeous. Even though, like, mm. yeah, like Ro was saying, like, the effects when Byer... Byer. When Bowser is breathing fire uh, on, like, the Ice Kingdom, like, that looks gorgeous. Uh, and then and then Mario opens his mouth, and it's like, oh, <laughs> we were lied to. Chris Pratt is just just his normal voice, just a little bit, just a little bit higher registered uh and that i think is the only thing that worries me about this movie is that i have to listen to chris pratt for an hour and a half of him doing just just the chris pratt voice and like i it's not gonna be mario and like my, my takeaway is like first of all i think i'm allowed to complain about this i think people who are like oh it's a kid's movie it's like, like whatever we're all we're all consuming it anyway we all have we all have takes on the internet we're allowed to criticize things that's like part of the engagement with with how we are online and how we exist online my second thing is like we really should hire more more voice actors. Remember in Sonic Adventure Two when they had the voice actor for for Tails in the movie? That was yes. great. Yeah. Why not have more more voice actors in these Hollywood productions? I don't know. I mean, the answer is they get butts in seats, but still. Right. Yeah. And that's I've been thinking about it and I've looked at other takes online. And I when I watched the trailer and I did the reaction, I was of the mindset, hey what you just said with getting butts in seats and make, wanting to make money, that's why they have the big name cast. But I also said that I don't think Charles Martinet or those kinds of voices would, would work in this movie because of the type of story that they're trying to tell. But the more I think about it, it's like Charles Martinet has done many other voices besides yep. this Mario. He's a voice actor. Mm -hmm. I think it's stupid for me to think that, and I did think this, but I think it's stupid for me to think that he can't do a voice that would work in this movie. Because he could, he's a voice actor, he's a professional voice actor. He could do it if he's he, if he's asked to do it. So yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, Christian. That voice actors that have been in this character has been working on this character for years now uh, should be afforded the opportunity to bring that character to the big screen and adapt them in a in a way that would work for this type of movie. Because yes, it would be annoying, I think, to listen to Mario just do wahoo wahoo the entire time <laughs> in Charles Martinet Charles Martinet's voice. But I think that that voice actor could change the character's voice enough where it sounds uh, appropriate to the character and also not annoying to listen to for yeah. potentially two hours. And like, if people are going to complain that Mar like we're going to go watch a voice with annoying, a movie with an annoying voice, like the minions exist. <laughs> and those movies like did beg in numbers recently. True. I also want to, before I get to Dan, because he was about to say something as well, I want to point that Tara Strong, also another voice actress, like very important to our, our childhoods if we grew up with cartoons, uh, was like publicly, not, I wouldn't say denouncing, but like publicly s tweeting about uh, like her distaste with, with Hollywood and being like, we should hire more more voice actors. Like this, Charles Martinet was the voice of Mario for 20 years. He is a professional voice actor. He can do, he has a wider range. Uh, he should be given more opportunities to, to bring his character to life. So, and I, and I agree. Uh, but Dan, what do you think? Well, just real quick off of what you just said, like even like the Uncharted movie, for instance, like a lot of people were wanting Nolan North to play Nathan Drake, and he quite literally almost is Nathan Drake, his voice, and he looks very similar to Nathan Drake. But of course, he's not a traditional Hollywood actor, mm -hmm. so uh, you know he doesn't garner as much interest. My my question, like about what you guys were saying before, is like 
Do you guys think that having the big name actors, you know, that title card that says Chris Pratt and everybody else that's in this, do you think that that would garner more interest than like them having like really good 30 second spots with like Mario's like actual voice? Like people would, I feel like people would hear that and they'd be like, holy shit, that's like my childhood. I hear, you know, Mario's actual voice. Like I want to go see this. Like it's an interesting question. I feel like um yeah yeah. like what is this what what is the selling point like are we going to see this movie for the cast or are we going to see this movie for the movie itself yeah and i i don't know like that's a that's a really good question because like how does general audiences feel obviously like the rock draws people in because those movies keep making money true um that's why they have his poster or his name huge on posters and like kevin hart's like people are going to go see them so you make a good point honestly i i just i don't know I feel like if you make a video, a movie about video games, you already got that video game audience coming anyway. True. And to attract, and if you want to attract the rest of everybody else, you gotta make it more, I guess, approachable. Whatever that means for everybody else by bringing that cast. But I, I don't know. I feel like they always, they always got us. Like they're making a Mario movie. I'm gonna be there. And I feel like a lot of gamers feel that same way too. And I feel like they think, oh, we gotta get everybody else now. Let's let's hire Chris Pratt. Let's hire the whoever else, you know, to to fill in those seats. Do I agree with that? That is another story. But yeah, I, I think that they they didn't hire Charles Charles Martinet, uh so they can hire Chris Pratt and potentially what they think in their mind is that brings more people to their theaters. I, I don't know. Say that like, even though uh, I've been talking about voice actors wanting to fill these roles and that, I, that's still my take. That is my big takeaway. That is what I would want out of these Hollywood movies uh, based on video game ad- adaptations of Hollywood movies. The opposite. You understand what I'm trying to say. <laughs> anyway, despite all this, at least Jack Black and Keegan-Michael Key from what we've seen <laughs> are, are, doing like some kind of voice impersonation of these characters like obviously keegan michael key doesn't sound like traditional toad that would be more annoying if he had a movie like that <laughs> but like it sounds close enough there's like a bit of an annoying tinge to it like he is doing a, like you almost have to listen to the actual voice of keegan michael key to be like oh yeah that's him and jack black is doing like a really grovelly voice that like yeah bowser bowser would sound like this chris pratt just sounds like a normal dude which is weird <laughs> like, it but- just sounds like him which is weird because why did Chris Pratt say this is going to be unlike anything you've heard before? It's like, uh, that's not Chris. Like, <laughs> we, we've heard your voice before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, I think the Lego movie is probably further away from Chris Pratt than, than this voice. Yeah. I, I, I only just heard like the, the, after you, I think you posted something about it on, on, uh, on Twitter about the, the slight, uh, in Italian tinge of like racism attached to the voice, and I like when I watched it the first time, I didn't hear anything like like that. But when he's saying "Mushroom Kingdom, here we come," I could sort of hear like a little bit of like a Brooklyn accent, like yeah. so very slightly. So maybe more in the movie, he he leans into that a bit more, or we hear it a bit easier. Well, but yeah, it just sounds like his voice right now to me. It's also seemingly like an isekai. Right, yeah. Which is yeah, how the other movie went as well. So Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like a New Yorker. Yeah. Uh and then, you know, gets teleported. God. Maybe it starts out with real Chris Pratt. Oh no. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm excited to see if, if he does start off in New York, I'm excited to see like what the other people around him look like if they are like also 
Mario proportioned, or it's or if it's going to be like New Donk City and like New Donk. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be amazing. Wait, doesn't that happen with uh, Detective Pikachu? Like so the dude gets transformed into Pikachu, or am I remembering that movie wrong? No. Okay. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. No, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it if anybody out there hasn't oh, watched yeah. it yet. Sorry. But yeah. Whoopsies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I just spoiled it, frick. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. When does the movie come out? April seventh. April, April seventh. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say fourth. Yeah, April seventh. Will you be there that weekend, Ro? Uh probably. Probably. Yeah. I'll see this. Dan? Opening weekend. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see about opening weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a gummy and go day one. So Heck yeah. There you go. You know me. <laughs> Let's move on to our next news of the week item. I'm gonna lean heavily onto Dan with this one. Phil Spencer has teased the rumored Xbox streaming stick console, codenamed Keystone, in a recent video. Fan, I mean, Phil Spencer loves to uh, tease stuff via his shelf. I'm sorry, was that, I think it was a picture. Was it a picture or a video originally? A uh, picture, yeah. It's a picture. Yeah. Uh, and lo and behold, on the top shelf, you zoom in, looks like a mini, almost Series S. Um, and that, that looks like it might be the, uh, the rumored console. Dan, could it be? Is yeah. It? Yeah, actually uh and since that story hit um they actually confirmed that it is an old prototype that Microsoft was working on uh and apparently they made the decision to pivot away from the current iteration of Keystone and are taking our learnings to refocus our efforts on a new approach. So apparently that is the um what the, one of the designs was for that, but it sounds like they've moved on to redesign it again i guess i don't know okay. i'm not sure what that's gonna look like because like that thing already looks pretty tiny like comparing it to the controller that's sitting right next to it the controller is nearly the same size as it so it's like um I, I can't imagine how much smaller that thing could be unless it's unless they're trying to do like a, a stick type thing like you know fire stick or whatever right um but yeah uh it's very interesting phil loves his little teases do you think this will be something that like plugs into like the TV, like yeah. almost like Jackson? Yeah, yeah. I think it'll just be basically uh, HDMI into your TV, and you can cloud stream uh, games to it essentially. So, I th I actually posted something on Twitter that I think it could have some validity. That I feel like th if this does end up coming out, I feel like ninety nine dollar price point would knock this thing out of the park because you'll get a ton of casual people that may be like oh i don't want to spend 500 dollars on a console but mm. i may pick up this hundred dollar console that i can just stream games to um to it so that might bring might bring in some more people into game pass and such so dude if i would do it honestly at a hundred dollars that is an absolute easy yes for me to just <laughs> like not want to play game pass games on my pc just one just because to have to sit on the chair again that I'm, I'm always sitting in a chair for work and stuff i want to i like the game standing up um but two uh just like running out of space and stuff i can just cloud stream just you know whatever game on game pass from comfort of my own couch or standing up or whatever just up my tv for 100 bucks that's an absolute easy yes and you know what actually i'm remembering as well stadia had some really cool um functionality where uh they're we'll grabbing them 
Well, uh, well <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. But the, the in terms of the technology, the technology was really good uh, in terms of streaming, and they had some cool technology where if you had their specific stick or whatever, um, you would have less latency because they were doing things behind the scenes that I guess improved it with that box and as well as the controller. I think if I remember correctly, the controller connected straight to the cloud rather than to the box, then to the cloud. So it like mm. it saved some steps for latency. So if they do stuff like that, that could definitely help their uh, latency issue as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, th this is I think this is awesome. So I hope they are working on this and that this is a tease that it's it's on the way soon because I I do it when I have to. But I I genuinely hate pay PC gaming. Like I I, <laughs> I just want to play on my console, or yeah, especially because I'm using a, a gaming laptop, so it's even more uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, I would I would love to just have access to the Game Pass library on my TV. Just put a stick in the back, and that that is awesome. Like that's that's amazing accessibility to that that catalog of games for for everybody. So yeah, I, I hope this is on the horizon very soon, and when that it's at a good price point. Like you said, Daniel, 100 right. sounds great. Yeah. When do we see it? I guess. Ooh. Game Awards. This year? <laughs> this year. <laughs> Is them, it too soon, Dan? I think so, just because with them confirming that this was a uh, prototype and that they kind of went back to the drawing board, it kind of sounds like they've started over, so... I I would say that the earliest we would see it is late next year. Uh, and oh, that's, wow. I don't think it would even release then. So like maybe spring 2024, but I don't know. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Announced next summer. Released early fall. It's possible. Oh, yeah. I'm not retracting my statement. It's coming out this year. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> We don't oh, have yeah. much time left. <laughs> or it's being, sorry, it's being revealed this year. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Fair definitely enough, not, but I, I, I won't back down. Okay. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's precedent for it, right? <laughs> that would be huge. <laughs> Did that last week as well. Anyway, uh, our final news item is a big one. Overwatch 2 and all of its issues that it is seemingly having. Uh, first of all, Overwatch 2 launched last week and immediately was uh, DDoSed, uh, leaving players uh, having a pretty miserable launch day of nearly infinite, infinitely long queues of just like that thing. It was not, servers were not up. Um, then they had fixed them. And then over the course of the weekend, they were just having just server issues left and right. Not constant DDoS attacks, but it seems like it was like pretty frequent where they were like it would be at a very low number in the queue then it would rise up to like 20 or 40,000 sometimes you would get in then you would get kicked out mid game so they were having a lot of server issues i'm going to stop there uh and say does, did anyone even try overwatch 2 here at all um i haven't played a game of overwatch 2 yet i haven't like hopped into quick play or anything like that but i did hop on on playstation and on my switch um and it didn't take me long to get in. That was because it was, I think, two days after the game launched. So it seemed like things had settled down a bit. Um, and I was doing like the account merger because now they have the uh, the option to combine your accounts. Like I've played on the Switch, I've played on PC, I've played on PlayStation, uh, and all those places have different 
um, accounts and different skins. So I merge my PlayStation account with my other ones um, so I can get all my skins from that uh, account because I had the most time played there. Uh, and that took a while, but after a day, it was, it was all good. And mm. I still haven't played, but I just took, took a look around, looked at the skins and stuff. But yeah, it seems to be have settled down, like the, the queue time yeah. seems to have settled down at least. Right. Yeah. I got to say, though, we were seeing this in, in the private chat. Like, I look at videos in Overwatch 2, and I, I see no difference. <laughs> I, I, on, honestly, it still looks like Overwatch 1 to me. It, I, it I'm, looked, I'm sorry. It does look the same, and I think a lot of the uh, players would say that, but what I would agree. Um, but apparently it feels a lot different. Like, the, the change to the amount of players sure. appara- apparently is a huge difference to the people that I play. Like, it makes a huge difference to the types of games that they're playing and the, the reduce amount of tanks that are in a match like having just one apparently changes the the game the uh the match field like completely so apparently that side of things like the the leveling not the leveling the uh the matchmaking and the um i don't know the competitiveness of the ranked matches are are better that that's what i've heard from players that have played it but just looking at overwatch yeah it looks exactly the same (laughs) yeah and i think most besides what i just said i think most everything is is the same Right. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I, this is not me trying to hate either. Like yeah. I'm someone who's excited for Modern Warfare Two. If you put Modern <laughs> Warfare Two and Modern Warfare One side by side, I'd probably be like, Oh, this game's like pretty much almost identical. Uh but again, they they play different and that's what's yeah. important. So if I'm if what you're saying is true then then that, that rocks. However, speaking of skins, <laughs> a bug in Overwatch two caused players to auto purchase skins without their permission. It's since been fixed. However, Blizzard will not offer refunds. What? Which I, which I think is is egregious. You have a bug causing people to like spend their own money on skins, and Blizzard's like, "Nah, well, they're meant to be bought anyway, so you know <laughs> you don't get any refunds." That is that is such a shame. Yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, that is pretty scummy. That uh, that they yeah they caused the issue. It's not like we bought it on purpose. Yeah, that's messed Here up. Here we go. After getting in touch with Blizzard and explaining what happened, the developer refused to refund the 300 legacy credits, insisting that all those unlocks are meant to be final. Adding, if you believe there was a problem with the game which caused this to happen, please be sure to provide feedback via our forums. And that was it. How are we supposed to find out it was a problem without experiencing the problem in the first place? Like we have to accidentally buy them to know that it's an issue, unfortunately. Hopefully wow. hopefully the developers step in and say, Hey, we're gonna go ahead and give, you know, X amount of coins to anyone who made purchases. Like, do something. Like uh I feel like customer support in general anymore is terrible. So like uh yeah. this is awful. Well, maybe if they partner up with PlayStation Stars. And you know, <laughs> you spend more money, you'd get premium servers. God, True. I've I've also heard that the cheaps are the the uh, the skins are not cheap to begin with. Like the the amount right. of currency that they're asking for in the first place is already pretty steep. So the fact that they're not getting refunded for a purchase that that they didn't make really sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost forgot to add to uh, because of the the launch day woes. Blizzard is going to offer a free skin. Um, to everyone, so. God, what is that going to look like? Just, a, just, a, oh, just a free skin in general. Just that you get to choose your own. Ed, no, there, no, there's a picture of it already. Oh, they're making uh, one. Okay, good. Yeah, 
Okay. <laughs> uh, I can't find it right now. Okay. Overwatch 2 oh. skin. I'm trying to link it to you so you can see it. Okay. Oh my oh. god, that is a, that is a Photoshop. Oh. I'm going to move away. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, new Cursed Captain Reaper legendary skin. Looks like it might be that one. Okay. Looks like a pirate. I think it's the oh. one I gave it away for free. Nice. I have to... So they won't give you refunds, but here's a free skin for one character. <laughs> yeah. Elite, yeah. I, I was going to, I think my idea is better. Like, just let me pick one skin for myself. Yeah. I, right? I agree. I don't know. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, well. Is it like, true? So, thanks for giving me like... a skin to remember the horrible thing that happened. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who was saying? Someone, was it, someone in chat was saying about like the rumor was that. Blizzard moved from Overwatch one to two so they could introduce a battle pass system into gauge. their mm. yeah. gauge. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> wish, wish he was here to speak on that. Uh, instead, we're gonna move on to our final little tidbit here about Overwatch two. Blizzard is uh, removing its controversial SMS protect system from Overwatch two, but only for players who have played Overwatch one. New players will still have to play with their phone number. As a reminder. Prepaid numbers will not work. You have to have a post-paid phone number. Uh, and, of course, there's also a rumor that Modern Warfare 2 will reportedly uh, be adding this system as well, which is a shame. There's a lot of people who don't have phones at all or who use prepaid cell phones. So Yeah, kids this... who play Overwatch. Like, Overwatch isn't a T-rated game. None of them have phones, or, you True. know, a lot of them don't. So, that right. yeah, that's... Right. Yeah. Ugh. It's it's a very weird anti-cheat system. I get what they're going for, but like you're excluding a lot of players. And there, I mean, there was like people talking like, oh, I put like so many hours and like Overwatch one meant so much to me. Now I can't even play one of my favorite games because I have a you know cricket phone or whatever, which uh, doesn't really bode well for me in terms of like doing right by your audience. I mean, thank God that they're doing they're allowing Overwatch one players to to do it without that, because otherwise you bought a $60 boxed uh, copy of a game that you can't even play anymore because oh, they turned wow. the servers off. It's a free to play game, Daniel. All right. Right. Yeah. But like if they didn't, if you bought Overwatch one, you don't have a phone number. Well, that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no. I have a friend in the Navy who's like overseas and his phone doesn't work over there. Oh. And he bought one for two, so I told him like, "Hey, you, you might have some trouble. Maybe oh, you man. activate your phone for a day, or you know, put your mom's phone number on one for two. That is it for news of the week. Let us go into our fantasy draft check-in. I got a few items here for you guys. I pulled open the page uh, last week. A game launched, and it was on mine. That was Bone Lab." VR game that I was really excited about. Did not get enough reviews. Oh. Scrolling over, it says needs more reviews. This game has released and it has an open critic page, but there are not enough reviews yet. No. I don't I don't know if I'll get enough reviews on this game. It's kind of a shame. You might though, because there was another game that was in that situation. Oh, it was the it was... Forza DLC, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> uh so you, you just give it a week or two. We'll see. I'll review the the damn game myself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, 
we got some stuff on the horizon here. This week, myself, Scorn releases October 14th. That's on Game Pass as well. Uh, inshallah, that gets good reviews. Also, the game looks cool. I wonder when those uh, reviews then, are hitting. I know. Usually, they, they hit around. Maybe, maybe tomorrow? Hmm. Probably tomorrow. If anyone's uh, even playing it. Apparent. Wait. Never mind. That's not right. Sorry. I had seen um, some tweets from, not from the publisher, but from someone in PR for Score and like tweeting about like, hey, if you want codes for Score and, you know, get in here. And so I, I, I got to imagine that reviews are coming before the game actually drops. I'm going to assume either tomorrow or morning of the 14th. Probably tomorrow. Anyway. Also next week, we got a, a Plague Tale Requiem. Gage, probably going to get some numbers here. Yeah. People are excited. And after that, there are more games, but I'll, I'll wait till the next two weeks. Yeah, a lot of there. a lot of October games. A lot of October <laughs> games. Wait, is that a? I I, I did it again. Uh, <laughs> is that a Thursday release for Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope? That's such a weird. Ten twenty. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, that's a Good weird day. No. Yeah. <laughs> That is, you don't see that very often. No. No. Odd. Anyway. That's it for your draft checking. Let's move on to our PXN Best of Series. Of course, we announced that this month is October. The best horror game. <laughs> We're announcing that this month is October. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> this is PXN's Best Horror Game. We went through... We pick. We, we're picking our best horror games. Each of us gets four picks, and then again, as always, we'll have individual polls running later in the next upcoming weeks. However, Gage is not here. We made him go onto this Google Doc and write in his own. Should we do one at a time and then start with Gage? Sure. We'll do one at a time. So Gage's first pick is going to be Resident Evil 2 Remake. I can't speak to Gage's. Uh, what he thinks about the game, but I agree. RE2 Remake is one of the best games ever made, not his best horror game, so that's a solid pick from Gage. Bang yes. your pick. Agreed. Uh, what you got, Dan? What What do I have? Christian, my first one is Alan Wake. Uh, a beloved Xbox 360... <laughs> I love that reaction from me. Uh, Xbox 360 uh, psychological thriller, but I guess it counts as a horror game. Uh, I just really like that game's vibe and the flashlight it was a really cool mechanic. Uh, how it interact, how you used it to interact with the both the world and the enemies, I thought it was a really cool idea. Um, mm -hmm. And the story was just wacky as hell. I don't know what the hell was happening half the time, and he was in his own writer's head, but uh, yeah. Alan Wake's own head. But yeah, it, it was it was a wild ride and. Really enjoyed it. Um, fun two, game. Two things I really enjoyed. Remedy just rocks. Like, they understand, like, narrative. Uh, two things I really enjoyed was that, like, the narration that Alan Wake does, mm. like, yes, was, was banging. Like, that felt like I was hearing audio from an actual novel. So I really enjoyed that. But also, like, the, the Twilight Zone-esque, like, episodes that you would, like, see when you run into, like, those TVs mm. that they would have, like, spread throughout, like, the levels, which I thought was, like... Whenever Remedy do, like inserts videos into their games, you gotta watch those because they're always insane. The ones in Control were good. The ones in Alan Wake were just as cool. Absolutely. 
Oh, you you're skipping this. That's right. I I am I'm going to yeah, I'm going to skip this one guys. People who are watching, you probably know this. I'm not a huge horror guy, so I decided to say maybe I shouldn't jump in on this one just like Yeah, I just authentic for authenticity authenticity's sake cuz I really don't know that much about horror. I just want to pick some games out of my butt. Hmm. Yeah. The next one we're going to do is best anime, and I will be <laughs> out of that one. <laughs> Damn, what do you want first? What do you want first for me? What do I want first? You want a predictable pick? You want something well, kind of indie? You want something that's like certified, this might win? Well, I mean, I know I know one of them, so you could give me the one that I know. Yo, are you going to let me pick it? Sure, yeah. All right. The odds are in my favor. My first pick is going to be... Dead Space. There it is. Beautiful. What, what can I say that I haven't said about this game already? The only game to give me week-long night terrors. So so vivid that I had to put the game down for months before I got back to it. Uh, one of the best horror games ever I've ever played, period. Like, that game is influential. I cannot wait to play the remake again uh, in just a couple of months. Dead Space. Love it. Love it. Hell yeah. And Callisto very soon as well inspired by this it. year december the yeah. same some of the same developers from the original dead space team yes let's go baby let's go let's see gauges second pick another resident evil game shame can think of something <laughs> else gauge you can do another resident evil game that's re7 uh personally i think re8 is better i can insert my own comments here because gauge isn't here but re7 the change in genre to, to first person uh Something to it, yeah. I, I think that kind of change is, is inspiring some cool stuff in the Resident Evil universe. So I'd say overall it's a pretty solid pick. Do you, is this spoiling anything? Do you have any Resident Evil games on your list, Christian? Uh, I didn't because I figured somebody else would. Okay. <laughs> well, then that's going to change probably one of my answers. So and if, I, if I was going to have any Resident Evil game in my list, it'd be RE2 Remake. That's fair. It's fair. Dan, what's your number two? My number two. <laughs> Speaking of Resident <laughs> Evil, Resident Evil 8, what you just mentioned, Christian. Actually, I completely forgot about it until you just said that, and I'm like, hell yeah, Resident Evil 8 is fantastic. I love that game, and yeah. I completely agree with you. I think it's way better than 7, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Village is really good. Uh, I feel like it really... It took like the best parts of the third person games and first person games and like mel melded them together and I really liked that and Lady Lady D I'll call her cuz I can't even pretend Dimitrescu? Yeah. Uh she was very menacing and the the sisters and all of the enemies in that game were really cool and very different. Like all of them had their own personality and felt different and I loved that and yeah, uh, she was. I feel like she was so much more menacing too than um, uh, Frick. What's his name from Resident Evil Two Remake? Uh, oh, Mr. X. Yes, Mr. X. I felt like she was even more imitating the, or not imitating, uh, intimidating. <laughs> yes, intimidating than him because like you knew that he was like stuck to a certain area, and then like she would like go further, and you're like. I feel like she followed me in places where I was like, wait, you're following me in here? I don't. Yeah. 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 I, I, there was a part where, like, she was 
camping outside the elevator where I had like I had to go take a trip around the entire castle. And it's like wow, just because you were just, like did not want me to go this way, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Can I just say on RE8 real quick, or just Resident Evil in general, they've got great sound design. One thing that stands out to me from RE2 Remake is the sound of Mr. X's boots hitting the ground in rooms next to you, being like, oh my god, he's near me and he's coming, i got to find a way out of here. RE8 did something very similar with hearing Lady D's like heels, or like anyone, like walking around that castle. Like That sound design was really freaking good. It also just was a gorgeous game. Great uh, art design. Yes. Row second pick. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, my second pick, I'm going to save my, my strongest one, I think, for last. So I'm going to do something else. Uh, I'll work backwards here. Uh, inscription. Normally, you don't think of that as a horror game, but it uh, it's the meta narrative is telling is very much horror. It's very much horror. I mean, even like, start, I cannot talk about this game without spoiling it. It's very hard. Uh, play Inscription if you haven't already. Uh, it is one of the craziest kind of meta narratives i've ever seen uh out of any game uh and i think if like if you're kind of down on the whole like i don't like card games kind of approach first of all the card game is actually like really good so much so that like i kind of wish this was a real game it is that addicting um dick with inscription because of the twists and turns the story goes through the card game it is really good that's all I can say without spoiling it. It's also really scary. The atmosphere. So good. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gage, your third pick. <laughs> oh, thank you, Christian. I'm going to kiss you on the lips. Uh, my <laughs> third pick is... my Gage's third pick is Outlast. And that's uh, that was also on my list as well. I think yeah. Outlast is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Going through into an assailant asylum as a journalist with your camcorder so cool. uh, and turning on, yeah, it's phenomenal. What a way to start out the PS4, Xbox One generation. And like, it's a cool game like that. Oh, it's so crazy that you have to like replace the batteries and stuff. But like, it's so yes. tense. Like, you're like, oh my God, I, I don't want to run out of battery because there might be someone around the next corner and I won't be able to see them. Yeah. It's so good, dude. Yeah. Your third? My third is none other than Shinji Mikami's The Evil Within. Fantastic game. Really, really love the series, and I was so freaking mad at them when they went and did uh, Ghostwire Tokyo instead of instead of uh, Evil Within 3, but, you know, that's for another day. Uh, loved the, how reminiscent this game was of Resident Evil 4, and it was unapologetically so. Obviously, Shinji Mikami's history with Resident Evil, but uh, I, I just love the atmosphere. It really dives into like some mental uh, asylum that it, it kind of goes further into like the mental like side of things. Like by the end of that game, you're kind of like, "Wow, this is like wild," and I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't played it, but like. Mm -hmm by the end you're just like what the hell did i just experience like that was such a mind meld and it, it, it had some very cool themes in it and uh yeah i enjoyed the hell out of that game and its sequel was pretty good as well so yeah love it i remember i, I tried playing the evil within and i played like about an hour and I, I just i wasn't enjoying it i didn't like the controls wow i just felt like it was like too janky for me and i was like this is not 
close enough to Resident Evil as I, as I was hoping it would be. So I never stuck with it, but yeah, I heard, I heard good things. Just one that I don't think I'll ever get back to, unfortunately. Very sad for me. One thing I, I found annoying uh, with the sequel, they did this weird aspect ratio where they were trying to be, I guess, cinematic with it, where they had black lines on the top and bottom of the screen, like very purposely. But like, I, it very much took me out of the experience. I'm like, I just want to see the whole screen, like, please. And they actually ended up updating the game like a year later and uh, added the option to, you know, do that to show the whole screen. So I thought that was interesting, but yeah. I guess if you're going to do that and you get that much backlash, like you should have, I don't know, maybe you should have had as like an option, like how yeah. Ghost of Tsushima has the Kurosawa mode where it's just the black and white. Um, yeah. Maybe you could have done that. Yeah, anyway. My third pick, another kind of indie game. This is Soma. Uh, horror game underwater that is very much also psychological horror. Soma is just like, if you want to like really meditate and interrogate the idea of like what does it mean to be alive and to exist and like what does it mean to be human like soma is the game for you like that game is as much like let's think about let's think about life and continuity and what that means in like a sci-fi underwater horror hellscape that is just like really freaking cool and that that story ended up being like way more like invigorating for me than i thought like than what it led to be because it's just kind of like a smaller kind of indie game and uh, it really stuck with me so soma is like legit one of my favorite horror games ever probably my top 10. bro should play it oh god oh god oh do you guys have any more picks yeah okay all right i'll save my thoughts for the end yeah, we're, we're still talking we're still talking Gage's final pick, I don't think you did any honorable mentions. Gage's final pick is Until Dawn, which is a great one. I think Until Dawn is a fantastic choice. It's also like, what a fun game. Yeah. Something very. I did not expect. Yeah. Cool, very cool game. I still got to freaking finish. I, that reminds me, I still got to finish their uh, follow up or their spiritual successor. What's it called? Uh, that came out this year, too. Yeah, I, for, I blanked completely on the name. Uh, like Brenda Song. Yes. Um, uh, it's coming to me. <laughs> the quarry. There you go. Yes. Thank you, Ro. Yeah. <laughs> I I was enjoying that game, and uh, I kind of got distracted by other games. But. Well. Dan, you got any honorable mentions? I do. Uh, so obviously, I mentioned one already, which is The Evil Within Two. Very much enjoyed that game as well as the original. Uh, but also one that almost made my list until you reminded me of Resident Evil 8, and then I added that on the fly there, uh, is one that you guys may be like, really? Uh, which is Dead Rising 3. It was an Xbox One launch title, and a lot of people... Here's the thing about Dead Rising 3. A lot of Dead Rising fans do not like Dead Rising 3, but that's why I love it because I hated the other Dead Rising games. Like the the humor and stuff in the other games I, I thought was cool and like funny and stuff, but I always felt like the games were like janky and like missing something. Like it, it never quite hit for me. And Dead Rising 3 was like very like gritty and dark, a lot darker than the other games, not much humor in it. And I love the main protagonist. Uh, I believe his name was Nick. Uh, he was a mechanic. And they really actually, they tied into the other games pretty well too, which I thought was really cool. So cool honorable mention there, Dead Rising 3. Oh, the number of zombies on the screen was insane too. 
Oh, that was cool. That's the only one. You only got one honorable mention. Uh, that and that and Evil Within two are just the ones that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Come to mind there, but obviously you guys picked some bangers, so a lot of. Then what... give me your final pick. Yes, uh, my final pick is more evil, <laughs> and it's another Resident Evil game because I cannot make a best horror list without the best horror game ever, oh, Resident R4, Evil huh? Four. Yes, I knew it. Amazing game. I absolutely love that game, and it's funny because I didn't play that game yeah. originally when it came out. Uh, I think I was just too young. Like I didn't. I wasn't really into the horror genre back then. Uh, I played it on Xbox 360 when it came out, uh, re-released, like it was remastered a little bit or whatever, and I just love that game. The, the village and like the chainsaw dude and like there's so many like moments in that game that you're just like, this is incredible. The only thing that I just despise from that game is just Ashley's constant, Leon, help me! Help me, Leon! Like it's constant at one it's point. It's not that bad. Just be good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just uh, make her make her hide in the dumpster or whatever. Yeah, that's that's fair. Leon, <laughs> fantastic. She, she did yell a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, are you excited for RE4 remake? Yes, very much so. I am so excited because Resident Evil Four does not hold up as well as it. You know. I feel like it does not hold up well at all. Uh, so I'm very, very excited for the remake. Um, we've got Gage in the chat that says, Ooh. honorable mention to my giant third leg. I instantly... That, is, I, I, that is scary. Yeah. I want him to go back to fucking work, dude. I need him to go back to work ASAP. Yeah. I'm excited for RE4 Remake too. I, I, I need to see how they modernize, the not the game's gameplay, because we know they can do that. Actually, I think Resident Evil 4 actually holds it pretty, pretty well for the most part. What I, I don't know how you do that game. That like that, that narrative is is long and it's and it goes places and it's very much almost action at some point. Like I'm very curious to see how they handle that. Yeah. Uh, and like for the entirety of the game, or if they split it up, I don't I don't know what's going to go on. But yeah, I'm very curious. Indeed. The tone looks really good too. The, oh my god, I'm gonna stop gushing about RE4 yep. remake. It looks cool. I got a few honorable mentions on mine. Uh, I had RE2 remake. Gage took that one out. Outlast. Gage took that one. Uh, <laughs> Phasmophobia. Despite recent comments from the developers, be better. Come on, what the fuck are you guys doing over there? Uh, at its core, I think Phasmophobia is a very, very, very fun game. Uh, it's probably one of the scarier games I've ever played. Like just even just on my PC in the dark playing with my friends on discord like i get terrified playing that game where i have to turn on the lights uh, i am too afraid to play that game in vr but lord do i want to try one day one day i also want to sh shout out uh, a very super scary game from the xbox era original xbox era and that is the suffering um mm. i i think about that game every now and then like it, it's it's a story about this dude who uh kills his wife and his family and is set to prison and in his head he's hearing the devil and god like fighting i, I kind of forget what's going on but like it is a very scary game <laughs> um probably not very good but I, I remember being terrified uh i have a few things that i want to mention here that i like these games are not going to show up on my list and you're wondering why it's because i haven't played them number one anatomy uh that is a kind of a smaller game on itch.io 
three dollars it's it's lauded as like one of the greatest like modern indie horror games and that's been on my list to play for a long time i'm gonna get to it very soon amnesia i've n- never played amnesia but like i've heard that's also like a fantastic game silent hill 2 one day i will play this <laughs> and lastly dead space 2 which i know is more action but still it's a, it's it's a dead still space great. game people yeah still great uh also want to shout out some upcoming games close to protocol can't wait and then routine routine looks cool and then dead space my final remake. pick Yes, yes, that too. My final pick. And uh, I know what you're thinking. Hmm. But that's not really a game. Sure. But it also has since evolved into something that's been way bigger than itself. That has inspired things that have yet to come. I am talking about Kojima's PT. Oh. Which is supposed to be... To be the teaser for for his Silent Hill game, and PT I think stands head and shoulders above so many like actual horror games. And this is like a couple hour, I don't know, maybe like two hour long experience that you play through. That I, I it could be maybe seen as like a prologue to Silent Hill. It's supposed to be like setting it before the events of the actual game that was supposed to be a game. Uh, I think PT is like one of the scariest things I've ever seen. I've never actually beaten it. I had to watch my friend beat it for me. I was too afraid to, to, to keep playing. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, if I can get my PS4 running again, I would love to actually try and play through it. It's what could have been. What could have been. It's like the MGS Ground Zeroes to MGS5, right? Yeah, in a way. I think Ground Zero is probably a little bit bigger. More complex. Yeah, it's probably bigger. But yeah, it's, I think PT is probably just as important. Probably more important to the games industry than, than Ground Zeroes is. So True. That's it. Those are our best of picks. Ro, did you have something to say before we moved on? Um, no, just I was just trying to think of what games I would pick if I were to participate. And I did actually remember two horror games that I did beat in my high school days. But they were the, I think I brought them up on the show before, but the uh, those RPG maker games, like Ib, I think was recently announced for the Switch. It was games similar to that, where I, I beat The Witch's House and Mad Father. And those are both... 10 out of 10 games on steam so maybe maybe i would have won maybe i would have won i've heard of these just saying they're really good they're really good wow the mad father and the witch's house search them up they're really good guys (laughs) people out there who like 2d (laughs) pixel horror games yeah okay i might do that i might do that but until then keep an eye on our twitter sometime next week when our individual polls go up for everyone we get one poll per day, one for me, one for Dan, and one for Gage. And then those will go to the finals poll, which will run through uh, up to the uh, episode where we conclude and decide live on air which winner takes the best horror game crown from PXN. Heck yeah. All right. What you got for me, Dan? I've got for you. you. <laughs> well, uh... A game that uses Unreal Engine 3. That's all I can say. <laughs> oh. And, yeah. Oh. That one okay. that I said, yeah. 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 It uses Unreal Engine 3. I found that out after I ended, and I was like, hmm, it makes sense Jesus. now. Anywho. Uh, the other game that I've actually been playing, uh, The Last of Us Part 2, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, He's doing it. <laughs> yes. And What do you, th- you think about those cable physics? 
uh, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Like I did not expect to be, you know, plugging in some cables. It was really cool actually, because like, you know, obviously you're pointing out cause I sent it in the chat, but like I was holding the, uh, uh, power cable that you have to attach to the generator and, uh, or I'm sorry, it's attached to the generator. You have to plug it into the wall to light it up. Well, I was trying to walk around this fence and I'm like, what the heck? What? I can't reach this. This doesn't make any sense. And I'm sitting there for a minute. I'm like, okay, what if I could throw it? And I, I hold the left trigger. I'm like, are you serious? You can actually throw this, throw it over. And, oh, it's so cool. The freaking, you can, sorry. You can also make like knots with it. It also like, uh, put what's the opposite of slack. Oh yeah. Make a tense. tense you can make yeah. a tense around like certain objects. You can like jump over it and stuff. That's so cool. And like, uh, like the animation when you go to like wind it up on your arm is insane. I don't know how they do that. that it looks so freaking realistic. It's amazing. I love that so much. Like the, the little details like that are like insane. I, I love that. Almost like Rockstar-esque. Like they, Rockstar does a great job with little details like that kind of stuff. So um, that was really cool. Uh, I'm about 10 hours in now, so I've made some significant progress Ugh. compared to what uh, I I played before. I made it like two hours in before when I hit the moment and then stopped. So, uh, yes, I'm very much enjoying the game thus far, as I thought I would. Um, the gameplay has that been gameplay very is good. so good, dude. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I got it. Over, oh, please. I just wanted to ask Dan if he's gone back to Abby yet. Like, have you switched back to Abby since? I have not. No, okay. I'm still on okay. Ellie. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, just wanted to remind you, next time you do get to play as Abby and you have, like, a moment, look off a ledge. Like, if she's high up on something, look off a ledge. It's pretty okay. cool. It's okay. neat. <laughs> Which I feel like I've been Ellie for a long time. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I've been Ellie for, like, the last seven hours of my playthrough, maybe more. So... I, without spoiling anything, Dan, I gotta say there will be another moment where you feel like quitting the game entirely. Oh Jesus! Okay. <laughs> when that happens, I first of all I understand and know that I had feelings where I'm like, man, I don't want to do this. Push past that. If you need to, take a break from the game for a day or two, but then go back because that will happen. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's and it's and it's on purpose. They're doing this. Ro knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think I do. I feel like I've had that moment a couple of times playing the game where I just got frustrated with particular characters. But yeah, I yeah, always take a break if you have to, but always get back to it eventually because yeah. I think it's worth it in the end. I will yeah. definitely have more thoughts when <laughs> I finish. So yeah, so. I can't wait. Dude, to you'll, have, you'll have thoughts in like five hours from now. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, fair. That game feels like, like legit. And I think this is probably because you know, the co-writer for this game previously worked on HBO shows. I think it was Game of Thrones. Mm. Like, that... Last of Us Part Two has very much, like, an this is a season of a TV show kind of feel to it. So, like, there's a lot going on every couple of hours. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, are you done? That's it? That's, That's all you got, it. That's all I got for us? That's all I got. Okay. Real. Um... Yeah, I hinted at this earlier. I'm still playing Cyberpunk 2077. I think this was in the pre-show, actually. So maybe not everybody heard it. But uh, yeah, I'm playing Cyberpunk 2077. Um, enjoying it quite a bit, actually. Um, yeah, I'm having a I'm having a really fun time, actually, with it. And I'm, I'm liking like just the dialogue options and just 
I think I'm falling in love with the night, not in love. It, saying in love with Night City is kind of weird because it's such a terrible place. <laughs> but I, I do, I do like, and I am enjoying the world, uh, just exploring it and finding out new characters. There'll be times where I'm just like driving down the street, and then somebody would call me like, "Hey, I got, I got a job for you." It just everything to me feels pretty organic, and it's like building on top of each other pretty seamlessly. So, so far, I heard there's a point later on where it's like doing side missions right now just doesn't make sense but that happens in like all open world games i don't think there's there's been a solution to that yet um unless you want to like cut off the player from everything and then make them focus on the world ending thing but uh yeah i'm having a good time with cyberpunk and i'm also playing bayonetta 2 because i beat bayonetta 1 earlier this week and moved on to 2 because i want to be ready for 3 um so far bayonetta 2 is a lot a lot easier than the first one I don't know if I don't. It's not that you I should be. You should be playing the game on hard, on hard. because normal mode is, is uh, this game's easy mode. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I'll 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 bump it up because luckily enough, it's it's one of those games you could just switch to difficult difficulty anytime you want. So maybe I'll do that because yeah, I found it a lot easier than the first one. I'm I'm playing on normal and I played on normal in the first game, but like you said, normal hard isn't a difficulty option in the first one. Um, but yeah, having a good time with it. It doesn't have as many like iconic moments <laughs> i guess as the first one does but story-wise it's really cool the combat is so fun um i think i'm in, yeah i think i'm enjoying the combat more than i did in the first game but uh not not well, as challenging as the first one let's let's stop here because i've also been playing bayonetta 2 Hell and i am about halfway through and i gotta say so far i don't think i like it as much as bayonetta 1 yeah despite how many frustrations i have bayonetta 1 uh Bayonetta 2 like I feel like there's certainly so far what I've seen not that much enemy variety like there are maybe like three enemies I'm constantly seeing all the time um despite like the bosses the bosses are yeah. always like fantastic the bosses are, like yeah <laughs> the best part of this game um and I gotta say like I don't know if it was an issue with production like not, they didn't have enough money or if the Nintendo Switch just wasn't like as powerful um the Wii or combination of both True, true. Yeah. But, like, man. In Bayonetta 1, I understood, like, they didn't have enough money to do cutscenes all the time, so they do, like, the, the stop... Not stop motion. I, mean, I guess stop motion, whatever, like, videos where it's just, like, pictures of them and, like, you can hear the audio. It feels like there's way more of those in Bayonetta 2, where it's almost, like, too much. It's like, man, I would have loved for them to have a bit more money just to, to do some cool stuff with uh, a cutscene right now. Mm. It's just, like... It's just pictures of them, and they're not doing anything. But like when it, when a cutscene hits, it's very much enjoyable. Yeah. Shout out to Bayonetta with short hair and Jean with long hair. Incredible yeah. sexy. <laughs> I like that switch up too. Definitely. Maybe the yeah. Bayonetta three has a bigger budget, and that's why it's been in development yeah. for so long. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping that we just don't get any stop motion cutscenes in the new one. Yeah. Um, it, like sometimes it works. Like some, I'm not, I don't hate it. But yeah, just getting a cutscene animated is obviously the the better option. Yeah, because like for the first one, it felt like we had for every like three cutscenes, we would have one stop motion sequence. And for mm -hmm. this, it feels like almost the opposite, where it's either like fifty fifty or like for every one cutscene, we're getting three stop motion like videos per like per chapter or whatever. Mm -hmm. What chapter are you on? If you remember, oh, you want me to say? I think yeah. I'm on eight yeah. eight now. Okay. So I'll just, or I guess just under. I haven't started at eight. So just under halfway. Nice. Cool. How um, far are you in? Uh, chapter 11 now. 
Oh, yeah. I, I heard that it has 16 chapters, so almost there. Yeah. Almost there. yeah. And that, from whatever my friend is, that it gets like way better as you approach the end. So yes. it feels that. that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anything else, Ro? Uh, Splatoon 3, still playing that, but nothing really more to add than Porno mode. Still having a good time. And I did not play that mode yet. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe next time. Yeah. What about you? On top of Bayonetta 2, uh, last week I said that I was playing through The Last Guardian, and I was like, hey, I think this might be one of the most like the most beautiful games I've ever played. I've since beaten The Last Guardian, and i got to say, yes, this is one of the most beautiful games I've ever played in my goddamn life. Like, it is so freaking good. Is it as sublime as Shadow of the Colossus? Oh. Actually, I think yes, but in different ways. Like, this is like a really sweet game. That, like, honestly, I was crying during the final cutscene. My biggest takeaway from The Last Guardian is that, man, I miss Studio Japan, I miss Team Eco, and I want, uh, oh, what's his name? Yuteta? Yueta. Is it Yueta? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Eco. What? Ah, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Yueta. I want to get his name right. I don't think there's a, there's a T in there. Uh, Fumito what? Yueta. Bring him back. Where is he? We we need you. We need you to make your beautiful art as video games, ASAP. Yeah, That's all I, I want to say. I miss Studio Japan too. God. Yeah, man. For real. R.I.P. Oh, I'm host. That is it for what you got for me. <laughs> Let's move on over into our topic of the show this week. Of course, our topic of the show is into the meta quest for us. We got a couple of stories revolving meta, actually a little bit of Xbox in there too, a little bit of windows, but mostly all revolving around meta, uh, starting meta has acquired camouflage, the developers of Iron Man VR and armature, the developers of resident evil Four VR. And Iron Man VR is coming to Quest 2 in November. Uh, we knew that Meta was getting more serious into the kind of gaming industry, doubling down on on making cool games for the Quest. Resident Evil, of course, uh, uh, I don't know if it's going to come to Steam at all. Maybe not. But so far, I think it's still an exclusive to the Meta platform. But with the acquisitions, like, more could come along the way. We don't know. It seems like they are really doubling down on... on... Uh, video game development. So that could be exciting. Maybe. People still very much like Facebook sucks, Meta sucks, and I I'm, I tend to agree with that kind of line of, of thinking. However, if we get cool games out of it, I don't know, we might see more people adopting that kind of platform. What are you guys' thoughts on Meta acquiring Camouflage and Armature? Yeah, uh, I thought it was interesting, actually, because your doc here has Iron Man VR and RE4 VR as their games, but like camouflage i remember because uh i backed their very first game on uh kickstarter it was called uh republic and it was like a stealth action like ios oh. game back in the day is, is it not republic or whatever yes yes republic yeah i think yeah um but yeah i backed it back in the day and I'd never even played the game. I, I literally didn't even play the game after it came out. I got a code for it on iOS, and then I was like, I don't feel like playing this on my phone right now. I think later it came to Windows as well. Um, but yeah, that's it's very interesting. They're they're pretty good um, little startup there, so it's cool that they uh, 
are now getting acquired, you know, props to them, uh, as well as Armature, which was the lead developer for a game that I feel like was very underrated last gen, ReCore. I absolutely mm -hmm. loved that game. I thought it was very underrated. Um, and uh, yeah, so very interested to see what they work on in VR now. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm super curious to see what Arm. Sorry, I wrote, uh, real yeah. quick. I just like, RE4 VR was like probably a highlight of my VR experiences on Meta. Like that is like. It, it is insane how much, like, it feels like a different version of Resident Evil 4. Like, it doesn't feel like I'm just playing the same game again. Like, it, I am Leon playing this game. Like, it is kind of a sublime experience, like, using both hands to do stuff and interacting with the world, like, on that level. It just like, feels so much different, and I'm kind of excited to see, like, what they'll end up doing next. And so, if it's if it's on meta, like, I, I will probably buy it. Yeah, I... I again, I don't, I don't have a VR headset just yet, but uh, it always, I always don't know what to think when the studio gets <laughs> acquired. But mm. especially when it's PlayStation is uh, not PlayStation, uh, uh, Facebook slash Meta is the one doing it. I, it always feels kind of oh, a little more weird or uh, dirty, for lack of a better <laughs> word. But uh, yeah, Armature, like you were saying, uh, worked on Recore, so. Probably not going to be working on a record too. Not that that was probably any no. in the in the future anyway. I saw a lot of people quote taking saying, "Oh no, no more record too." Yeah. It's like that wasn't on the way anyway. No. But yeah, it it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Hopefully, something good uh, comes of it. Um, it's, it's good to see them trying to do more gaming stuff because that's what I want to see out of VR more than the the metaverse stuff. So yes. if they're making more yes. games, then that's that's good at least. Absolutely. Speaking of games, uh, it's not all game focused, but I'll, I'll just read this next story. Uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming is also coming to MetaQuest Store in the future. You'll be able to play Game Pass games on a virtual 2D screen, which I think is like huge. Like <laughs> when we were saying like Game Pass is coming everywhere, I did not expect for it to be on like <laughs> other platforms VR headsets. Like that is wild to me. Uh, but it it comes uh, with a an actual whole partnership with Microsoft to bring not just Game Pass. But Teams, Windows, Office, and of course, Cloud Gaming, all to the Quest VR headsets. Um, this is going to tie into kind of another question. I, I, won't, I won't say much here regarding all the, the other Microsoft suite of products. But game, oh, just to touch on Game Pass, like, that's kind of insane, dude. I, I don't know. Like, we, th we talk about the streaming stick being, like, a, an option to play Xbox games with, like, minimal kind of things purchased like there are a lot of people i would say who don't have a lot of gaming consoles or even the new gaming consoles that might maybe have a vr headset like because it's a standalone thing people buy that for like whatever black fridays they get their little quest twos uh and now all of a sudden they have access to xbox games from their vr vr headset it's gonna be really interesting to see how that kind of changes uh the kinds of players everywhere or see who who is able to like pick up game pass games on their vr headset or how it'll even work yeah there's any input lag yeah and like are you uh are, my question is are, are you going to be using the actual quest controllers or are you going to be using an xbox controller tied into it like because that'll be interesting as well i don't know how you i mean like i guess when i'm vr 
gaming through my PC. I'm using my Xbox controller, but that's going to the PC. That's not right. going through the headset. If right. I'm using the Quest Pro, I don't know how you would connect. Like, is there Bluetooth, a Bluetooth connection? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think there is. Yeah. And I guess another I guess that would be another question for Microsoft uh, if they're willing to do that back-end work because, uh, remember, they do have touch controls enabled for a lot of games. Um, on mobile, for instance, you can pick up a, a phone and literally have on-screen touch controls that it translates it for you into the game. So maybe they'll have something like that where it takes the meta um, Quest controller and, and takes that input and translates it to an Xbox controller input. So, yeah. Interesting. Would you try an Xbox Game Pass game out on Meta? <laughs> I'd probably try it out, but obviously that would not be my preferred way to play. <laughs> yeah. I'm still personally like, I think cloud stuff is really cool, and I think it's cool to be able to play anywhere and all of that, but personally I'd, I'd much rather have my console here playing low latency, perfect experience. So, yeah, we're not quite there yet for me to jump on board 100% with cloud only you know give me a second here i have to pull up one more thing before we get to the next story item sure i think i would play xbox in vr if i had a vr heads but yeah like you probably wouldn't be my my first my first option but yeah this is like can you imagine if, if playstation were to do this or if xbox or nintendo were to do this too just be able to play games anywhere what a future that yeah. would be That'd be nice. Yeah. Too bad Jim Ryan's like, hell no. We want less <laughs> games everywhere. Exactly. It's, we're taking our games off of our own platforms, let alone put them on other, yeah. other, other places. Uh, I won't be able to find it, but I'll, ch I'll do my best to recall from memory. Uh, we'll just move on to the final item here. MetaQuest Pro has finally been unveiled. It is up for pre-order for $1,499.99. That is U.S. currency. Uh, it is backwards compatible with the Quest app catalog and my main question is who is this for of course a lot of people have been discussing online that it's that it's for uh employers right to have people like use these kinds of vr headsets and i think meta like has really been hammering down on on having meta not just be a gaming console but for it to be something that uh, is used in the workforce like that is like a thing that they want the metaverse to be used for they just added legs by the way you can have an avatar with legs uh you can walk okay. around your conference rooms with them uh First of all, I think it's sad that like the future we're imagining, that Meta is imagining, is just like conference rooms and uh, just meetings. It's kind of boring when you know the sky's the limit. Um, but it's in line with 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 the with their partnership with Microsoft to have uh, their suite of products available on Meta. Uh, however, with this price point, it begs the question: like, who is actually going to buy this? Let's consider. Uh, we now know that the MetaQuest Pro uh, screen. Uh, it's not an OLED, it's an LCD screen. Um, and I'm trying to, I wish I had the... the we, ha we had some specs, and compared to other headsets, it is not as strong. Uh, I know the refresh rate uh, it will not be as, as high as the PSVR 2. Um, mm. I don't think the PSVR 2 will cost $1,500, however. Right. So, and uh, is anyone going to want to buy into this? I think you hit that spot on, Christian. Like... If somebody is in the enthusiast market and wants like a top end headset, why would you not just buy a PSVR 2? Because that there's no way that's going to be, you know, you, your PS5 costs $500. That the PSVR 2, 
I don't see going over $600. So that's $1,100 there. Like, why would you buy a less powerful headset for $1,500? As what? What? The the index is cheaper and it's more powerful. Yeah. And it can and you're not locked to the Quest store. You're you're able to connect it to your PC. The only pro here is that the the Quest Pro, no pun intended, uh, is that it, it's a standalone headset, right? So you have you have the freedom there. But like, I don't know, one cable with the PSVR two, like is I would say is fine enough. Get a long cable. Does does it even some money? Does it even feel like a big enough leap from Quest normal? Like, I feel like it's not. Yeah, like, and the, that's my other problem. Like, this is a thousand dollars more than the normal MetaQuest. Like, what the hell? I don't understand. I literally, and maybe that's what partially why they increased the price of MetaQuest to be like, oh, we want to make this a little closer to because <laughs> this will be too egregious to be, you know, hundred dollars back further but oh god i i also read that the it's probably because it's a standalone console it doesn't need to be wired all the time but i i read that the battery life is actually worse for the for the pro than the, oh, <laughs> than wow. the original god. but uh but you could always keep it wired in where it wouldn't be an issue but the fact that it's worse when it's unplugged it's kind of kind of sucks right yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. Bro. <laughs> i think the other thing we have to keep in mind is like form factor like when when Dan said, "Is this a big leap from Quest Two to from to the Quest Pro?" Uh, the one of the first things I look up is is like feel and like I don't know if the the actual like product itself is stronger. I know that people had issues with like the back of their headset snapping with the Quest Two. I don't know if the Quest Pro is gonna have the same issue, but we can at least maybe agree that like it looks the same as the Quest Two, uh, which people did not find as comfortable without adding you know third party peripherals to make it. A more comfortable experience if you're spending fifteen hundred dollars you want this thing to feel good on your face to stay rested and for not to feel like you're being bogged down based off of this it looks like it's not that much of a significant upgrade yeah uh just get the quest 2 with the the <laughs> battery add-on that it, it that thing makes the headset way more comfortable like i have that and i love it it's amazing uh yeah and that accessory i think is a hundred dollars maybe uh so my total investment was like what 500 total for but that accessory and the headset and they want you to spend 1500 for a less powerful and less comfortable one or i'm sorry more powerful but less comfortable yeah I don't know. the thing that i bought was a different i replaced the entire like oh, wow. head of it yeah so you have like something that rests on the top of your your forehead and then this is like the you know the weight anchor on the back Wow. And you can adjust both, like like the original. You can adjust the back, but you can also adjust like this front stuff. And it's been it's been a lot nicer resting on my head. Yeah, that's cool. I've not seen that. Uh, I guess the other thing I, I don't know about is the uh, the Pro controller. Like I don't know what the difference is between the the original Quest controllers and and the Pro controller. Like that might be a significant upgrade there. I just I don't know yet. Yeah, I guess it they ditched the rings. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, you're right. Yeah, there's no rings. Yeah. Can't wait to uh, do spreadsheets with my $1,500 <laughs> VR headset. In... Hey, there's there's a basketball mini game too, yeah. apparently. <laughs> oh my god! Is it, there? And it actually makes it harder to do the spreadsheets with this. Like, who's putting in <laughs> spreadsheets with this thing? Like, what? I don't know. God, I really don't know. Um. 
I, I don't know if I can see any companies outside of, I mean, Facebook, Meta, uh, using this. Dude, like, who would want to invest this much? The Tell employees me. there don't even want to use Meta. Like, the people That's that true. are working on Meta are, they're literally, it's, like, they're, it's being forced upon them. Like, like in a, like an article I, or a video I was watching today, it's like, you, it's part of their daily, or not daily, but once a week routine to use Meta. Like, otherwise they wouldn't use it. Like, they, it's part of their work routine that they have to use it. Wow. And to, to, I think the exact, not the exact quote, but I'm, I'm ad-libbing here. It's like, how are you going to fall in love with Meta if you don't use it? And they're <laughs> making the employees use it to, in hopes that they will start enjoying it or... I don't know. It's it's really weird what's going on over there with the whole meta thing. But everything that I've seen out of it doesn't look very promising yeah. yet. But yeah, it <laughs> it's so funny to just watch the I'm like watching a video on it and it looks so janky. <laughs> yeah. And they have so yeah. much money. It's so weird. I think it's also kind of weird that one of the selling points so far from what we've seen from the pro like the kind of blog posts about it is uh backwards compatibility compatibility i mean one would hope that if it's a pro version of an existing headset it would be backwards compatible with everything right uh, yeah i would hope otherwise so. uh, yeah one would hope so which okay if it is then then again why 15 there is no reason for me to jump from my quest 2 to my quest pro no especially when they're probably going to release a quest 3 at some point Oh, yeah, I mean, I guess, unless they don't, and right. this is this That's is true. right. But I, I wonder know. if they release a a lower end mount model, like uh, we are not originally. Well, we were kind of speculating when they first uh, uh, when we we're getting teases of the the look of the console or the MetaQuest. I wonder if they'll actually do that, or they just keep going up if they decide to release more consoles. Like if they will have a more approachable. I don't know if they would. They raised the yeah. price of, of <laughs> their Quest yeah. 2. Yeah. They made things less approachable. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we'll see how the Quest Pro shakes out when it releases. I don't think there was any well, release date. I, f I feel bad for developers, too. Like, who's going to develop for this thing? Like, you're not going to have a yeah, install base. a user base. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that is a really good point. Uh... I, I mean, what I would imagine is you spend most of your resources on Quest 2 since that's where most of the player base is anyway, yeah. and then spend additional resources on, like, it's the same game, but it's running a bit better because it's using the Quest Pro specs. Fair. And I, I, granted, that's not easy. That costs money to do, but right. that's, that's how I'd imagine it. I don't know. Is there anything that would get you to buy a Quest Pro? Halo no. Infinite VR porn. <laughs> VR porn? No. I don't know. No. No, there's literally nothing that could get me to buy a $15 or $15, $1,500 VR headset. That's insane. $2,229 in Canada. Oh, oh my, my God. Shit. <laughs> so, definitely not going to buy it. Even if they put The Last of Us Part 3 exclusively. Exclusive? On there, I probably wouldn't buy it. I probably couldn't. My God, crazy! I have to save up for VR two or PSVR two because I know I'm probably exactly. gonna get that one. Yeah. My goodness, I'm trying to make some video essays on VR PSVR two. Exciting.
And I anyway. think that just proves this price point just proves to us that <laughs> PSVR two is not gonna be on the lower end. It'll definitely be probably five, six hundred dollars. That's the worry. That's the worry, Daniel. And I think you're right. It can't be anything more than half of this price. Right. It it can't be 700. No one. Yeah. I don't know, man. We're like approaching a recession. Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to be able to buy these things. Yeah. However, Um, I mean, I know that Sony just recently said that they they are having like significant significantly less setbacks for uh, production right now. Not just with PSVR 2, but consoles as well. So I don't know. Maybe if they can, I don't know. Maybe there's something there that they can save a little bit of cost. I don't know. Who knows, Daniel? Who knows? Who knows? When do we see? When do we even see the price of this thing? I don't know. Anyway. Thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and everywhere else you get your podcast. This has been Podcast BXN. Thank you, Roshan. Thank you, Gage, who is at work. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, me. Oh, I, I did the other... And this has been Podcast BXN. <laughs> and we are out. Much love and keep on gaming. See ya. Look up Diva Rule 43 right now.